You are listening to episode 76 of the Henshin Dad podcast, and in this episode, I go over the premiere of the new Ultraman series, Ultraman Z, or Z, I guess. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Henshin Dad podcast. I'm Wes, I am the Henshin Dad, and today I'm going to go ahead and talk about the newest, hottest thing that everyone is talking about, and that is episode one of Ultraman Z, or Ultraman Z, if you're in a place that's other than America obviously. So yeah, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So I got to say, I am super, super thrilled about the fact that this new season, basically, of Ultraman, just basically like, and almost unceremoniously, was just like, oh, yeah, we're going to be doing a bit of a simulcast. So it's going to premiere on YouTube for free and be subtitled in English. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm all about that. I am all about that. Because obviously, you know, for the last couple years, the Ultraman franchise, they, well, at least for Rube, R slash B, however you pronounce it, honestly, at least for that one, that one wasn't like broadcast on Country Roll or anywhere, and people were a little bit confused, but now that Tsuburaya is like this awesomest company in the world now, they're going to be actually basically doing all this worldwide stuff like real quick, so I'm I'm great with that. So anyway, this is going to be a bit more of a, not, not really a recap, but just kind of the things that stuck out to me about the first episode, because one, I'm really bad at like getting the details straight and in a like linear fashion. So trying to remember all the nitty gritty parts of it. I I don't know. I I just remember the big moments and it may not even necessarily be in order. So I just figured, you know, just general first impressions is really what I'm giving here. So yeah, just the things that stick out to me. And that's, that's pretty much how I'm going to be going ahead with this. I watched the premiere, I think it was on Friday or Saturday, I can't remember, I think it was on Saturday, and I actually got to watch it with my son, which was kind of really fun, because he's getting to the age, he's almost four, and he's getting to the age where he's kind of understanding things and following things in like a pretty, you know, coherent fashion, so we just sat there and we watched, and obviously, you know, I have to be careful about what he sees, and there's a scene at the end that I'm just like, wow, that's that's a little bit much for him, so I just kind of blocked the screen at that point, but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and just go ahead and talk about this. So right off the bat, I think the opening theme is great. It obviously isn't grabbing me as some of the other, as much as some of the other Ultraman series, but those were ones that I like really enjoyed. Like I don't think anything's going to like live up to the Ultraman Ginga theme for me in any way, shape, or form. And and Jeed was obviously my first Ultraman that I really watched from start to finish, and that theme has a special place in my heart. And I like some of the other ones, but it just hasn't grown on me completely yet. I think the visuals are really cool. They remind me a little bit of the more anime-esque visuals that the Ultraman Orb opening has. And I think that's great. I think that they, when they really play into that uh, more interesting visual dynamic, I think it helps to set the shows apart and really show you, like, this is different. And, you know, the aesthetics are what Ultraman is really, like, really, really good at. <laughs> so I like that. It's, it's just a lot more stylistic. Uh, as far as our main hero goes, I mean, you, you see him and he's introduced as basically, you know, saving a puppy dog, a little dachshund puppy, which I thought was kind of cool. It, it kind of looks like ours, but the long haired instead of the short hair. And he's saving this dog from this monster attack. And you, you see this monster's like devastating the city. And then all of a sudden the group that he's with, they fly down with this big old giant robot that's chasing this monster. It's huge in comparison. Like, it's pretty amazing. And I, I, I don't know, this main human guy, I don't really know his name because I'm just really, really bad with names. It takes me about like a month to learn all of my new students' names like every single year. So bear with me as I'm just going to call him main guy. (laughs) He seems goofy, but he takes care of the dog and you can't really fault him for that. You know, he's just, he's a good boy. 
he's a good boy, and we'll see how he develops over time. Ultraman Z, as, you know, an Ultraman, he has a really cool-looking design. I really like how he's just so kind of, like, not really self-absorbed, but he's just really not thinking, necessarily, about the fact that he's just got this giant Z on his chest, and he's just really, like, full of himself, but not really understanding that he's full of himself. Honestly, if I were to make a comparison, he reminds me of Yusuke from Persona 5. He's just really not, like, self-reflective. Like, he thinks he's awesome, and that's just pretty much how it is. And it's not done with any, like, malice or anything. He just thinks he's really cool. And he also seems goofy. Like, these two just seem to work together great. He puts, like, the ultra prefix in front of things, and his style of speech is really weird. You know, he's, he's getting used to Japanese. And I, what I do like is that he seems to be absurding himself as Zero student, even though Zero kind of just is like, um, no, 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 I'm not really your, your teacher. You're not really my student, but okay, you know, just... I guess follow me around and this is a little bit more expounded on in the voice drama that they also released on the first day I don't remember there were no subtitles at the time of me watching that but there might be subtitles now I don't know but yeah the, the, these guys they just seem goofy a little bit offbeat and I'm just interested in seeing how they interact with each other I really like that scene where you know they're, they're meeting each other not uh, well after they both get blasted and they're meeting each other and Ultraman Z is like hey sorry you're dead you know, that's just like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> that's really reminiscent of the first Ultraman episode in the original Ultraman series. And, that, you know, having recently watched that, like, a couple months ago, like, I was like, oh, yeah, this seems like such a stark homage to that specific scene. And I'm sure other recent seasons have done something like that when they actually have, like, the host and dynamic for the different Ultraman. But just seeing it just so completely like this is obviously an homage here and down to like all the visual aesthetics and everything i i thought that was really cool and you know we'll, we'll see how that turns out as far as the rest of the cast goes they, i mean they seem all great you know you got a little team behind him and he works with his organization obviously like pretty much every organi science organization basically in ultraman and they're just you know combating against like whatever threats come down and destroy the area and that that's great you know they're, they're just like defenders and protectors and all that I can get behind that, but obviously I, I just can't really give any specifics or names. And, you know, they're, they're pretty on the back burner, except for the, the one girl who was piloting the mech. I thought that was pretty cool. And she was taking, like, in a very assertive stance there. Uh, the one thing that I saw a lot of people point out was the fact that there's the actor of Juggler who's on the team. And I guess there's a resemblance. I can't, I don't really, I haven't seen enough of Orb to really, like, see the specific, you know, similarities there. So I'm just going to take people's words for it and... And I think that's really interesting, <laughs> like whether or not he'll actually be like juggler in disguise or whatnot, who knows, but it's nice to see that he's at least in, in a different show. And I got to say the, the gimmick with the metals, though, I, I'm not sure what I think about that. You know, it's very similar to the driver from O's where he's got the three metals and he slots them in and everything. It's obviously like really similar to that. And it just seems to emphasize the fusion gimmick so much, which so many other different Ultraman have done at this point. And, you know, I haven't even watched all the different series, but even I can just tell, like, yeah, there's there's a lot of fatigue going on here. And it just seems like they're just relying too much on the legacy of Ultraman, which, you know, I, I'm two minds about because it's, it's good to pay, you know, homage to your legacy. But also you don't want to be so stuck on your legacy that you can't really move forward with, you know, different things. I know that Taiga didn't exactly have him transform into like older Ultraman, but there were different Ultraman from different areas of the universe. And I thought that was really cool. It didn't rely on any fusions, but you know, Rube did it where you had the different crystals. G did it with the capsules, Orb did it with the cards, and now you're getting it with little metals. And 
I, you know, people pointed out that you got to sell the toys. And, you know, that's just how it is. You know, Sentai does it. Writer does it. Everybody has to do it in order to survive in this, you know, economy and put out this specific type of product. Totally get that. I'm not mad about that. I do hope, though, that the worldwide reach of Ultraman that they seem to be pushing right now is really going to be a lot to help to offset the cost of the shows, you know, with all the Blu-rays that they're putting out in the U.S. and whatever they're doing around the world. I'm not really privy to any of that information, but if they're doing other things around the world, that's great. I hope they get a lot of money, honestly, and that they can finance that and just start taking more experiments because I've read about a lot of the experimental Ultraman seasons that are a little bit offbeat, a little bit different, and I'd like to see them go back to that if they can. You know, that that's just what I like. Anyway, yeah, by the end, you know, you got your giant battle, you got their cool robot and everything. I, I really like all that. And then you see this shadowy figure after the fight with those different metals, and you're like, oh, who is that? That's really interesting. And, you know, they, they give a little bit of mystery, like, from the get-go. Like, who is this guy who or girl who has these metals? I don't know. But then I got to say, that that I don't know if this was, like, the very end shot or one of the ending shots, the part where I had to have my son look away. <laughs> that was like, what is this? This feels like an ending shot straight from, like, a J-horror movie where this guy's, like, moving canisters around and he gets, like, taken over by an alien. And I'm like, that was a little bit unsettling, to say the least. <laughs> so hopefully they don't have too many sh- shots like that because I'd like my son to be able to watch it, like, straight through as his first real Ultraman series. But not if they're going to keep putting shots in like that. So hopefully that to- that's toned down a little bit for the kids, for the kids and for me because I don't want to have nightmares. So anyway... Overall, I just really enjoyed it. I'm glad it's really being made available so quick after the Japanese broadcast. It's for free. It's on YouTube. And at the time of this recording, I believe they've made it to like 1.5 million views. So that's got to be bringing a lot of new people in. Like, I I really hope that it does because I'd love, love, love to see this franchise just get the love that it deserves in the West. So what were your thoughts? Did you like it? Did you dislike it? What, what, what are you thinking about this new show? Like, did you get a chance to watch it on YouTube? Make sure you do, because I feel like there's only like a week and a half left before it's going to go offline. And you want to make sure you, you get on this when you can, because it's a new series, new year. Let's get started with Ultraman Z. Complete. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Henshin Dad Podcast. If you have any questions or comments for me, you can reach me at Twitter at Henshin Dad. That's H-E-N-S-H-I-N-D-A-D. Or you can send me an email at henshindad at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed what you heard, please, please, please go ahead, rate, review, subscribe, whatever it is that you want to do to show your support for this program. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And until next time, cast off.